Good morning. This is Richard Shu, host of Shu Untied. Uh, this morning, I'm very thrilled and honored to have with me as my guest uh, Bill Newcomb, who's a very renowned lawyer. Was the first Microsoft general counsel, part owner of the San Francisco Giants. Um, Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. Pleased to be here. So, Bill, before we get started, I have to. I noted. I looked in your bio, and I thought, yeah, I probably have nothing in common with Bill Newcomb. And then it turns out we both were born in San Mateo. What do you think about that? I think that's a great town and a great place to be raised. At least it was for me. Where did you grow up in San Mateo? We lived in San Mateo Park, which is at the north end of the city. Sure. And uh, where did you go? did you go to high school in San Mateo? Yeah, went to San Mateo Park Elementary, and then was bused to Burrell Junior High School, and then walked to San Mateo High School. That's funny. My uh, my three daughters actually all went to Burrell as well. So that, there you go. Well, tell me a little bit about how you uh, decided to go to law school after growing up here in San Mateo. Well, I went away to college, and in the course of my studies at college, I realized that my passion wasn't for medicine, for example, or engineering, that I had more of an interest in the, in the social sciences, if you will, and nor did I have the laser focus I think you need to have to go on to graduate school in a particular topic. And so to some extent it was law school by default, but I had the chance at San Mateo High School to be on a student court, for example. And I think I always had, and maybe we had in our household, a sense of social justice. And my parents were both very active in the community. And I think that that was passed along, and it just seemed as though if I wanted to do something about promoting justice, the way to do it was to go to law school. So I went to law school not expecting to get a big paycheck so much as to be able to be in a position to help people, and that appealed to me. Did you like law school? I I, I did like law school. It was, uh, again, a somewhat different different culture than it is now. There was still a little bit of a paper chase in law school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was lucky to be invited to Stanford where we had a relatively small entering class. And so we had a low student to teacher ratio by and large, but there was still a lot of the Socratic method where the professor would call somebody out in the audience and ask for an answer when there was no easy answer. Well, tell me a little bit how you, in your early days, how you went from being a practicing lawyer to uh, befriending Bill Gates and starting to work with Microsoft. (laughs) Well, I I had made a lateral transfer from the first law firm where I worked here in Seattle, McDonald Hogan Bayless, a terrific organization that took on a lot of underdog cases. And at some point I had the opportunity to come over and work with Bill Gates' father's firm, which was a somewhat more conventional practice. And early in those years, his son brought the company of 12 employees up from Albuquerque to settle into the Seattle area as a place of work. And for reasons I have never learned and don't think I want to ask, one day Bill Gates Sr. came down the hall at the law firm and said, you know, my son is moving his business up here from Albuquerque. 
and we have an opportunity to represent them. Would you be willing to do that? Keep an eye on them. And I said, of course, what's their business? And he said, something to do with computer software, I think, but you'll find out about that, I'm sure. <laughs> so it was, it was a very, very fortuitous set of circumstances. Why his father gave me that opportunity and didn't turn it over to somebody who'd had more experience already in business and corporate law, I will never know. But uh, it was obviously a once in a lifetime opportunity. It was a very small company and a small client at the time, as you can imagine, and grew very fast and was very legally intensive. And there was a certain amount of on the job training for me, I have to admit. But by relying on very good lawyers here at the firm initially and then being able to build a law department of very capable professionals, we found a way to sort of catch up with the technology and catch up with the business and I hope provide good services to Microsoft. Hmm. Well, do you remember that first interaction with Bill Gates? What did you think when you first met him? Did you think it was really impressive or did you not think much of it at all? Oh, I was very impressed. You had to be. He was he was so knowledgeable about the technology and so wise about business matters as well. He, despite his, his preoccupation with computer software, he had a very good mind for business from the outset. And he was just so smart and retained so much information pertinent to his business that he couldn't have even a short conversation with him and not come away very impressed. And that, that continued for over 25 years mm. of being the lead lawyer for Microsoft because almost every time that we had something which I thought was strategic enough to deserve to be sort of deliberated with Bill, we'd come out of that meeting with him and we'd almost always have some adjustment to our strategy because of some insights of his. He was, I've sometimes said about him, he was the smartest lawyer I ever worked with who didn't have a legal education. How would you describe your working relationship or personal relationship with Bill? I tried to be very conservative about using his time and his bandwidth. And didn't need to have FaceTime with Bill to be fulfilled in my work. <laughs> there was plenty of work to be done. And so I tried to be very careful about when I would spend time with him. When I did, as I said earlier, it was always a very exciting, an intellectually exciting adventure because he would have a way of getting to the nub of the issue or the opportunity and bring some insight to it and our strategies were always improved by trying them out with Bill to see what thoughts he had. So having him as a client was a privilege to say the least. And it was always an informed discussion. And frankly, it was an inspiring discussion. It always came out of those, uh, those meetings, understanding better what the company was up to and a better understanding the law that applied to our activities. And on a personal level, Bill was at this time very, very much focused on the business. He didn't, he didn't have, frankly, much time to do anything but to lead this very fast-growing enterprise. And he always treated me 
in a very in a very kind and friendly fashion. So it was it was a very rare, I thought, and privileged opportunity that I had to work with him as a client and to have a friendship with him going forward. So tell me now how you went from Microsoft Software to your interest in baseball and the San Francisco Giants. Well, I was raised in San Mateo, as you mentioned earlier, and we just happened to live next door to Charlie Graham Jr., who was running the then San Francisco Seals before your time, young man, and for his father, who owned the Seals. And the Seals were in the AAA Pacific Coast League. I was, it was nearly Major League Baseball in terms of its quality. In fact, there was a movement to make that league the third major league. And people like the DiMaggio brothers and Ted Williams came out of the so-called PCL, Pacific Coast League. And because our neighbor was running one of the teams, the home team, and he had a daughter who was a great baseball fan and learned a lot of baseball from the Grams, next door neighbors, and used to go to the Seals games with their daughter and play a lot of baseball on the street with her. So it's a natural sort of exposure. I think I was, I think, I was maybe six years old when I started to be a serious fan and read the box scores and those kinds of things. Mm. So I've always been a fan of baseball. I wasn't a good enough athlete to play the game very, very far beyond Little League. And I had an opportunity to make an investment in the Giants with some of my Microsoft uh, stock option windfall. And so I called the then managing partner, Peter McGowan, and said, are you still accepting investors and can I put my credentials in front of you? And he said, yes and yes. And so I bought in. And then over time, as some of the original investors wanted to do other things, I was able to buy their shares and increase my percentage of ownership. And then when Peter decided after a long tenure, I think 17 years or something, that he wanted to do something different, the other investors made a mistake and said, well, Bill Newcomb, why don't you give it a try? Mm-hmm. So they asked me to serve as the managing general partner, and I did, and enjoyed it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me, how, how did that compare with being the general counsel of the world's largest software company? <laughs> well, there were long days both places, and I, I did bring some of what I had learned at Microsoft in terms of organizational structure, and culture to the Giants. Well, did being the general manager of a baseball team and being a baseball fan since you were a kid almost like a childhood dream in a way? In a way, it was. And 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 not to be too precise, but I was never the general manager. I was the managing general partner. But the, ah, got <laughs> the, it. the general managers in baseball are the guys who run the baseball side of things. <clears throat> and one of the pleasures of being at the Giants was having a chance to work closely with the baseball people. And in those days, it meant Brian Sabian and Bobby Evans and that crew in the front office. And it meant Bruce Bochy and the coaches and trainers in the clubhouse and being careful to show my support for what they were doing, but not to get in the way. Well, Bill, I know you're uh, still a very young man. What are you doing now? I, I know that you're not retired yet. What, what, what do you, what's your latest project? Well, you, you're nice to mention that I'm the founder of a 
501c3 organization called the World Justice Project. And we are in the business of advancing the rule of law all around the world. And by that, we depend on a premise, which is that if you want to live and work in a community which is functional, by which we mean is a community of equity and opportunity and peace, then that community has to have a foundation of the rule of law. It sounds like this is almost a fulfillment of one of the reasons you even went to law school. Isn't that sort of true? Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit of closing the circle. It's a good it's a good notion, I think. It was this um this sort of inbred sense that fair play was essential. So yeah, I think that some of the some of the notions that were rattling around in my head in high school and in college and certainly in law school have come to roost. So when you look back at your career now, your Microsoft days, your time with the Giants, now the World Justice Project, um, which of the three would you say you sort of really sort of enjoying the most? I mean, is there is there one that you sort of feel like you're really, uh, of the three, which one would you say you've enjoyed the most? Well, in some ways, they're all related uh, in that I've been very fortunate to have opportunities to take a leadership role, earn my way up to it, I hope, a leadership role in the private practice, then at Microsoft, then transferring that to a business environment with the Giants, and now in the not-for-profit world with the World Justice Project. So it's hard to say that I have a favorite among them. I think each of them has been wonderfully rewarding and I count myself very fortunate to have had those opportunities. Well, Bill, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate your taking the time. When you decide to do your next job, you'll have to come back and tell me about it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate your interest in it. Hope it was useful. This is Richard Shue and Bill Newcomb. Thanks. Thanks. 